Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Freitas. And I'm Katie Saad, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast. We are two moms, lawyers, and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I'm are you still sick? Um, a little bit. I'm like, now it's weird. I was not congested at all when I had the flu. But now I'm like starting to get like the coughing and a oh. little bit of the congestion. I know. It's such I'm a pain. I'm so sorry. I know. And Aiden's been homesick too, so. Gosh. I blame my niece. My oh, baby really? Niece. <laughs> yeah. Did she have the flu? She, yeah, she has oh, the flu no. and a double ear infection. Oh my God, that's terrible. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Your house is like an incubus of viral plague. I know. I mean, it's just like everything has been... My whole entire family, like my my side of the family, my dad may need a pacemaker because he fainted the other day. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just like, you know, everybody. Well, I know what will take your mind off of it. Um, What is that? Looking down on other people. Uh, well, <laughs> hi. What do you think I've been doing this whole time? And that's what we're <laughs> here for today, folks. That's right. <laughs> Their misery is my pleasure. You know, I think we actually have to cover, like, basically the reunion for 90 Day. I know. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's the reunion. There's before the 90 Day. There's life after lockup. There's sister wives. Well, I'm not caught up on life after lockup, so you may need to wait on that. I'm so sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Well, yeah, I don't even know that I remember the reunion at this point. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't it... think anything that exciting happened, to be honest with you. That's probably why you don't remember it. Like, I don't think anything, you know, what's really annoying to me about it is that the one thing that maybe could have been something was this, like, big secret with Mike and Natalie. And then clearly they just didn't admit what it was. Yeah, and it's so hard to tell because, like, part of me, if it was any other couple, I would think, oh, he must have cheated on her. But because it's it's Natalie and she's so freaking dramatic about everything and blows everything way out of proportion I actually feel like he probably didn't and she really is actually that mad that he stayed at his friend's house after like a part a bachelor party or a bachelorette party or whatever I hear you and I would agree with that he's acting so shady and guilty like the maybe fact that he won't say what this really was and he will not go into detail tells me that there's something that he doesn't want us to hear. I guess that's probably true. I mean, it's just really annoying because uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. I think he is a little bit like shady about everything, but at the same time, like she can be so overly dramatic about things. I also think it's possible that it's just straight up fictional because they're like completely together now. I saw on Facebook Someone had posted a picture of them like shopping in Seattle's Pike's Place Market, which probably means she got her visa 
and they just well, went yeah. through with it. And it's like, just given the timing, like this wasn't that long ago, I don't think. So I imagine there's a distinct possibility that the whole thing was, you know, that they really did have a fight, but that by the time the reunion rolled around, they were totally fine. And that's why nothing really came of it. You know what I mean? Like that's my deepest yeah. suspicion. Oh, that's and then annoying. that would probably support your point, which is that whatever it was, she blew it completely out of proportion. And then they were, in fact, over it by the time the reunion came. And that's why, like, they didn't bother really delving into it. You know what I mean? Because it was over. Yeah. It would have just brought it back up again. Yeah. That's my that's my ultimate guess. Um, which, yeah. you know, I kind of get it. I mean, I think he's really in love with her. I thought the scenes of him, like, being sad after he came home were real. Um, yeah, I agree. Really, really upset, and I think she was upset because she's crazy and dramatic, like you were saying. And I totally agree with that, by the way. But I just found the reunion like very unsatisfying. Um, oh, Sa- totally. The Sasha, the Sasha and Emily stuff was interesting. Um, you know, Emily's sister like really going off on Sasha and sort of making accusations. And I mean, Emily's sister seems just like a miserable human being, so it's hard to like kind of. take what she's saying without a grain of salt, but. Of course, Sasha is going to leave Emily for another American woman, so she's right about that. <laughs> totally, that and is going to happen. <laughs> I think his. I think she she might be a miserable person, but I also think she's she's not wrong in anything she's saying, and except for the fact that she's saying it, it's none of her business. Yeah, but it's, it's unsolicited. You know, like, it is unsolicited. But I have to say, when my little I know sister, you do this stuff, but I'm the little I sister. I do this. Yeah, I know. I do it to my little sister too because it's really. I imagine that Emily is the type of person that complains a lot to her sister when things are not going well. Yeah, that could be. That could be. And then it's really hard to come back from that, which is why people never learn not to do that. <laughs> Well, I do um, think there's something to be said for, like, having your close friends and confidants just be, like, a safe space for you to vent and for you to be vulnerable without, like, worrying that they're going to then be invested in some outcome or another. I mean, I understand that you can't, like, use your friends like a therapist and make them sit there and listen to you cry and whine all the time. But, like, just being open and honest about what's going on in your relationship or in your life with people that you're very close to without worrying that they are then going to think that they have some kind of you know, dog in the race is annoying. I mean, that, that, that's what, that's how it should be. You know, people should just listen and understand that sometimes people just need to talk and they're not looking for a solution. They're certainly not looking for someone to try to like control them. No, I agree with that. I I think you're right. I just think that, um, you know, sometimes when people complain about the same problem all the time, that's the therapist thing I was saying. Like yeah, that, it that's just when it gets, goes over the it line. gets old because then you're like, yeah. I can't hear you complain about this anymore. I mean, I had a friend like that where I really, really hated and still hate her husband, who at that point was not her husband. And we didn't have a fight about it or anything because we never fight, actually. But at some point, and it was a long time ago, we just stopped talking about her, her yeah. man, because I, I just I could not listen to her talk about it without like getting angry with her for not leaving him because he was such a shithead and he's still a shithead. And now mm-hmm. we, we can talk about him without, because, because I think we've both given a little bit where she's more open to me being honest with her and I'm much more careful about what I say. So I'm not just like immediately shitting on him. Right. But, when, but when she's actually asking me, you know, for advice or whatever, but we really had to grow into that. And it took a, a years long period of just not talking about her romantic relationship, which was, 
which was bad for the friendship, you know, because it's, it's such hard. an important part of your, your life is your relationship with your it, you know, it, romantic yeah. interest. It's hard. I mean, we ask a lot of our friendships, right? We ask a lot about yeah. of people to be like, you have to be supportive and, you know, agree with me that this guy is an asshole, but you also have to love him when I decide to take him back and decide that he's not an asshole anymore. You know? Yeah, it's really hard cause, because life <laughs> is messy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard to be that type of friend where you're just like, okay, you're right. He's fine. This is just you venting. It's hard to comp- compartmentalize because you want to be that person that's like, you're right, he is a jerk. But then it seems, it seems almost, um, it's completely uncharacteristic to be able to then switch and say, the next day when they're back together, oh, he's such a loving and wonderful person, you know? And that's why you have these voice of reason conversations on 90 day, you know, because (laughs) the relationships are so ridiculous. Of course, it's going to be easy. You can't throw a stone without hitting a friend who's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? And then as far as Sasha and Emily go, I do think that there was one very interesting moment on the reunion that I just loved just, just because it was kind of like a, it was a nice, conflagration of personalities which was when Emily was very honestly openly and vulnerably and I applaud her for this saying how insecure she felt in her appearance since essentially since getting pregnant I think but certainly since having the baby and you had what's her name Tanya you know the super like bra burning feminist type she seems to me anyway um you know but, you know, and, and we've talked about this, how she's so, like, always spoiling for a fight and, you know, wanting to prove how, you know, non-traditional she is or whatever. And, and of course, that's born of insecurity in her case, I think. Not in every person's right. cases like that, but in hers. And she's like, no, you're so beautiful just the way you are. Yeah. And the funny thing was that even though it should have been, like, a moment where two where, like, a woman was reaching out to help another woman, I actually felt it was just that Tanya was looking at Emily and saying, well, if you're not happy, you know, yeah. <laughs> what does that say about me? And I don't mean that in a mean way, but I think Tanya is actually so insecure and she, unlike Emily, who's more vulnerable and open about her insecurity, which again, I applaud her for Tanya, I think covers over her insecurity with this like layer of sort of bullishness. And she was mm-hmm. trying to like, put that onto Emily and Emily's just like, whatever, I'm not going to pretend I feel differently than I do. Right. Yeah. I, I felt, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know how much longer Sasha and Emily are going to last. Yeah. Probably a couple, a year or two, I'd say. They're I mean, very he has different. Whole, he has this whole green card thing to go through. I know? mean, aside from the fact that he's, I think just a dick. He's a dick, but, yeah. um, and he's very shallow. That, that's his real problem. Is he's so fucking shallow. shallow, and he is not growing out of it. You know, most people, I think, fair enough. You're like a 20 year old bodybuilder. You're going to be fucking shallow. But he's too old and he, has too many children to be so right. shallow. I mean, he thinks that because yeah, he's, right. he's conflating it with health. And you know, Emily's sister said that, and that was the only good point I think she really made, which was like, dude, just because you're a bodybuilder and you eat very sparingly doesn't mean that that's the only healthy way to live. That's just you glorifying your body essentially and the way your body looks and you can be healthy and be, you know, at, at Emily's sort of BMI or whatever. And of course she's right about that. Emily probably isn't unhealthy by any measure. She's just no. not what Sasha wants to look at. 
And and the thing is, I would venture to guess, and this is just from looking at her now and kind of who she is, and also hearing what her sister has said while they were living with her too. Um, I think that like it's not it what the way that Emily was when they were dating is probably not what her body was like naturally. I don't know. It seemed like she was naturally very thin. See, I don't think so. I think she was naturally a little more like soft and probably like she is now, but that she like worked out really hard and then saw this cute boy and then like totally. And also it is who you are when you're in your early twenties. Like when I was in my early twenties, I was like a gym rat, you know, all the time. And now I'm like, whatever. But like, I was super into that, you know, and you're really vain when you're that age. Yeah. And especially when she sees this hot guy and she's trying to be hot for the guy. I mean, that's why, I mean, eating disorders are rampant in your like college years, you know, and that's sort of like who she was. The fact that she comes home and her sister has all of this like junk food for her because those are her favorite things clearly says to me that Emily hasn't had this like lifelong passion of being an athlete or have being, um, you know, an exercise person or really active. And it's just something that kind of like she started to do when she was in Russia and met Sasha, it kind of like exploded. Cause you know, when he takes her to the gym, she's like, it's like the most hated thing she wants to do. I agree with that. And that's, but that's, that's also, he would have left her anyway, you know, even if she was thin and perfect, like she was before she had the baby. I oh, just, for sure. I just think he would have left her. So it's it's a, the funny slash ironic slash really sad part about all this. So she's going to put in all this work and she's going to torture herself about her weight. And then she has no idea that none of it would ever have worked anyway. You know? Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. No. He just wants the new, like the next best On thing. to the next. Yeah. He's going to be on to the next sooner than she even knows. Because he, he likes to make children. He doesn't want to have them. Speaking of on to the next, this was like the great mystery of the reunion to me was what was going on with Michael and Juliana and Sarah and the question that was put to Sarah about, you know, was there infidelity and the way he like balked at it. And they I I was surprised that they didn't have a common narrative about that by now. Well, because I think so. This is something I have seen many times and I even have seen it personally where there is a different um, definition of infidelity, where women will often see the fact that somebody has an emotional connection with somebody else as cheating. A man won't see cheating unless they've had sex with somebody else. I get that, but they got divorced. So it's like... Um, my husband got divorced and his ex-wife is totally convinced that my husband had an emotional affair with his best friend who's a female. Yeah, but the, I mean, the way Michael ended up admit, sort of admitting to it was odd to me is my point. Like, he was like, oh, well, if that's how you define it, then yes. My point is like, how had they not already had this discussion? <laughs> well, I'm sure they did, but I, I don't think that, I never, I rarely think that an affair is the reason why people get divorced 
there's so much more to yeah, it. And as yeah, somebody who wasn't sees even it on important a, to them, really. As it, on a daily basis, people will say to me, oh, because he cheated on me, that's why we're here. And you very clearly see quickly, that's not why we're there there. Like, there's so much more that was wrong in the relationship yeah. that the cheating is such a minor, minor, minor thing. It's a symptom. It's a symptom of the bigger problem. I, I, unless, and you know, and I have a really big problem with people who are like, oh, I'm, you know, a uh, sex addict. And so that's why I cheated. I often feel in committed relationships when somebody cheats it's just a symptom of something larger like if they were truly happy in the relationship they wouldn't have cheated at all and I know people now have said oh well they're you know they're sex addicts and that's why they did it and so it's not you know that they weren't happy in the marriage but I don't know and in my experience with the divorces that I have done and this is just in my experience so I'm not saying that across the board this is true it has been my experience that when people have infidelity in their marriage it is a symptom of a much larger and much different problem and had that other problem not existed or those other issues not existed that the infidelity probably wouldn't have happened huh. and so I, I I kind of tend to think that you know, they had other issues. I don't think that their issue was that he was having this emotional affair. I mean, I'm sure there were other problems in their marriage that led to her feeling lonely or feeling neglected or feeling upset and him feeling frustrated and, you know, all those other pieces. It's just a, so much more complex than just, oh, someone cheated, you know, and it that's just a simple answer for, you know, the sake of television or the sake of anything you know whenever you hear about a celebrity oh it's because he had an affair with a nanny well that's not really what the problem was <laughs> he I wouldn't just... have had an affair with a nanny if everything was you know going well well I thought and speaking to that I thought it was really sad how it seemed clear to me that she was happy in the marriage and he wasn't you know that he wanted all this quote-unquote freedom you know probably he had some kind of midlife crisis and she's, yeah. it's sort of very, it's just very trite, you know, like you have this housewife and she thinks everything's fine and he's off searching for the next big thing. He's bored. You know, it's a grind having little kids. He's not even the one taking care of them, but he's still overwhelmed by it. And then she just kind of gets like left and you could see the hurt, yeah. you could see the hurt there. Like she's not, yeah. you know, over it and she still doesn't understand why her life blew up is the bottom line. It's interesting. I'm curious to know what she this is something I see a lot is, you know, people change in a marriage, you know, the person that you married isn't who they end up being after children. Typically there's, there's a change and sometimes you grow together and sometimes you grow in very different ways. And the way I've seen, you know, in the, in very obvious ways, like when I used to do more, of the bigger family law cases and go to court, I remember there was one distinct case that I recall. And, you know, they talked about what it was. I would talk to my client and she would tell me how when they first got together, it was so fun and exciting and they would go on vacations and they would do all of this really great stuff. And she was actually very introspective and, and was able to kind of articulate that, you know, as time went on and they'd been married for like 10 years 
and they had three kids and she said you know I quit my my job and she was in PR and I forget what he did he's like a entrepreneur and um you know, she was like, it was kind of fun. We would meet for happy hour and, you know, I, we both get ready for work in the morning and go off to work, whatever. And then she's like, then we had kids and I decided, we decided collectively that, you know, it'd be good for me to stay home. And I wanted to stay home with the kids, but my life became my children and his life continued to be his career. And so we had very different lives and very different we didn't have that connection anymore it wasn't like we were both growing together in these different careers and having this like like it was like my life became marred down by preschools and you know kindergarten interviews and you know soccer games and homeroom you know room parents and stuff yeah but and somebody has to do play that dates. shit you know so it's what does it true. matter if she's working or not like she still would have had to prioritize that stuff and if she was working wouldn't she just have been resentful that he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain and she was doing a second shift well I think though that there are ways in which when both parents are working the Yes, I do believe that the mental load is primarily on the mom. Yeah, that stuff 100%. you just mentioned, like the preschool and the right. Sure but, done. but, but, but there is a uh, there is a little bit of difference, and the reason I and I recognize this more because when I was working more and not as flexible and not doing more of the kid stuff my husband would take the kids to the dentist and he was in charge of the dentist appointments and the doctor appointments. I didn't even know when the kids were going to the doctor or the dentist. He was a hundred percent in charge of that. And weekend birthday parties, we would talk about, okay, what's going on this weekend. Okay. You're doing this one. I'm doing this play date. And we would divide and conquer. We didn't go to parties together as a couple. It was like, who's going to take who to what, who's going to do what. And we would divide a lot of the responsibility with the kids, you know, pick up and drop off. I always did drop off in the morning and my husband always did pick up in the afternoon. And so I think that even though the mental load was mine, I think that in terms of like the day to day and who know, like my husband knew more of my older daughter's friend's parents and in preschool because he did pick up. So he would see them and he would meet them. And then he would go to the birthday parties. Now with our, our younger daughter, since that's mostly my job now, because he's working further away from home and has a more intense job. And I took, I have a more flexible job. Now I'm the one who knows all the parents and I know all the kids and I know who's who, and I know who's friends with who, and I know what's going on. He has no clue. So it's it's okay because I think we have a pretty strong foundation and it's not really affecting our, the core of our relationship. But I do understand how if it happens so early on, it can be there can be res- more resentment and then more of a feeling like the person who gave up their career maybe unwillingly to do the parenting and wants to feels like they gave up a huge part of who they were. You know, if I had completely given up my career to stay home with my children, for me personally, because I had been in my career and had established myself and have established a reputation for myself, I would have felt like I lost a huge chunk of who I was Yeah. because I had been in this career for so long. So I can understand where if 
you know, that, that sort of happened. So I don't know what Sarah did before when she first met him and what she feels like. And, you know, and clearly she took on the kid role and he continued taking on the, like, I'm making all the money. And, you know, for him, he was searching for more where she was like, I'm so overwhelmed because I'm doing a hundred percent of the kid stuff. So it could just be that thing. Like she may seem like she was happy because she was getting to be home with the kids and he was bringing home the money and they were living a comfortable lifestyle. But maybe he was feeling like something was missing because he didn't have the wife that he married when they first got together. She was tired from taking care of the kids all day. She wasn't wanting to go out to fancy dinners because she's exhausted. See, I just, I just think it's so much more like sinister and insidious than that. Like, I think it's maybe I, I think it's this like gross thing that we could say possibly although we may not want to just about men you know that they that they're all like Sasha at the end of the day you know possibly and they just want a younger hotter thing they want someone to distract them from you know the grind of their life whether kids are involved or not you know and I think maybe she has comforted herself with the idea that it was as you just described but it may be a lot worse than that you know that he just ultimately didn't hold up his end of the commitment that they made because he decided he was entitled to something better and easier and younger. Maybe. I mean, it could be. It's just a tale as old as time, right? I mean. It is. I just think it's a lot more complicated than that because I think that, you know, it's, it's weird. I, I have, I struggle so much with this because, you know, I, I struggled a lot with the whole lean in thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I felt like there's a part of me as a mom and as a woman who wanted to, who I, you know, in my relationship with my husband, I get frustrated that I have a hundred percent of the mental load and I'm doing so much more for the kids. But at the same time, I wouldn't trust him with it. Oh, no, and no, no, me so, neither. So, but it's a struggle, right? Because it's like, well, you know, but I want to be the one who knows the kids' parents. I want to be the one who is involved with the school and knows the teachers and knows what's going on and knows, you know, who the friends are and who their families are. I want to be that person. I like that. I'm social. I love knowing my preschool kids' family, you know, the families in the classroom. It's more your thing than his thing at the end of the day, but it happens to it be work. It is. It is work. And it's, and it's, but the thing is, like, when you, when you first meet somebody and when you're dating and when you're first getting married, that's not even part of the conversation because you don't have kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you don't have the children there yet. So you don't even know that it could take over that person's life. It's true. I mean, when my, when my husband and I got married, he had a child and I knew kind of how he was with the kids, but he didn't know how I was going to be with the mom. When I met him, I was working in a law firm I was like 100% into this career. Yeah, I you knew were what busy. I was doing. And, and so he might have thought, oh, I married this career person and she's going to work 50, 60 hours a week when we have kids and we're just going to have a nanny all the time. You know, and that changed. I said, no, I don't want a nanny because then I can't, I, I want boundaries at work. I want to be able to leave when I want to leave to go pick up my kids. I want to be the one to drop them off in the morning. I want to be the one to pick them up in the afternoon. And I didn't know that was going to be who I was. And he didn't either. And luckily it's worked out for us, but for some people, maybe it doesn't work out for them. You know, I, I don't just know. felt and- bad for Sarah, honestly, because it just seemed like, I don't know. It seemed personal 
in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, like it, like maybe he and she are telling themselves the story that it's, you know, about people changing and growing apart and da da da, because that makes it easier to be friends and co-parent their kids. But the fact that he ended up with this 12 year old, you know, just belies that to me. (laughs) Maybe. I also feel like it's really inappropriate. The level of friendship that Sarah has. um, Yeah. That's going to cause problems with Juliana. Yeah. Yeah. Juliana. I mean, the fact that she's sort of made it like I'm the only person she knows here and that she talks to Juliana about, her marriage to Michael is totally inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. And is, is I think it's not okay. I would really, really, really be upset about that if I were Michael. Yeah, it's going to cause some problems for sure. Yeah, and and Sarah knows that, and she should not be inserting herself in their relationship. Okay, so that's enough about them. Angela and Michael, I don't even want to cover. Oh no, they're I so dumb. I mean, her mother just died, so R.I.P. on that, but. Yeah, no, that's about no. it. God, and then the who else do we have? We have well, there's Tanya and Sinjin who oh, yeah. they're never gonna. I just don't understand. Um, well, they were like almost admitting defeat too, which I thought was interesting. They were like, "Yeah, we got married when this like major thing was still unresolved," and they it seems like they're coming further and further apart on the kids' issue as time goes on. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't either. I thought that was really odd to, you know, something that was a deal breaker for her ended up not being a deal breaker in terms of getting married. You know what I think the problem was? I think actually this is his fault. And I know you and I like never agree about these two, but I think that he, because they had never really been physically together, he had never really stood up to her, but he actually has much more of a spine than she thought he did, I believe. Mm -hmm. So that when he Mm -hmm. came here he started showing her more of his spine. He started being more honest with her and holding his ground more about everything and specifically about the kid thing. And she yeah. just didn't know. I think she believed that she could just bowl him over when the time yeah. actually came, you know, that she could well, just get what she wanted. And he's actually telling her at this point, and it's kind of too late, frankly, that that's not true. Well, the thing that is really kind of unfortunate about this is that she's just, delusional like she just wants to have a kid at any cost but then at the same time she's like oh but you have to get a job and you have like he doesn't want a kid he doesn't want the responsibility i i appreciate that he's being honest about that like why would he be like yeah let's have a kid and then all she's gonna do is bitch and moan at him the whole entire time because he's not gonna have a job you know what i mean like she can she had the job thing too i forgot about that to be honest that's a that's a huge deal yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want to be tied down and kids will tie you down. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna work. I, I, no. I really think that it's gonna be like in a year, you know, or six months we're gonna see, oh yeah, they they split up. Yeah. So I would lay money on that. So we'll we'll keep everyone posted on, on the status of my wager. Yes. And then who else is there? Hmm. Gosh, who is there? Well, actually that might be it oh no jasmine and blake oh yeah oof that's a rough cut you know what though i actually liked them better now that they're married i felt more that she actually cares about him she's just too shallow though she's like sasha 
Yeah, she only cares about herself. That's true, but I did feel that she actually cared about him. No, I thought she loved him. I don't know. I I I felt more of the the feels with them than I had ever in the in the actual show. They may very well be in love with each other. I'm not arguing that. I really don't know, but there's no way that she's actually going to be a partner to him. Not even in the immediate future, much less for a lifetime. She yeah. can't do it. She can only look out for her own interests. She cannot bring herself to make any sacrifices or any compromises. Uh-huh. So it's just not going to happen. I mean, and, and I hate this thing of like her blaming Finland, you know? I mean, the fact <laughs> that even she is resorting to like stupid stereotypes is really irritating to me. I mean, yeah. not all Finnish people have their heads up their ass, you know? Yeah. No, oh, but you sent me a thing. We need to talk about. You sent me a thing, an article where she claimed, Jasmine claimed that she had never gotten plastic surgery. Yeah. I don't believe that that? for one second. That is patently false. Have you seen her parents? And it's her nose. I mean, it's the nose. Her nose. She has like a Michael Jackson nose. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that she didn't have work done. Yeah. So that annoys me. That always annoys me when people deny plastic surgery. Because it's like, really, it's one thing if you want to do something to, in your view, improve your appearance, you're willing to spend money, you're willing to go through a certain amount of pain. I myself may one day get like a mommy makeover or something after I'm done having kids. I don't know. It's definitely something I would consider. It's definitely not something I would fucking lie about. Because I'm sorry, before and after pictures speak for themselves. Also, like, I mean, the thing is, I personally would never have plastic surgery um, mm-hmm. only be- because I have had horrible experiences with necessary surgeries. I mean, I you've nev- had a lot. I mean, you've been through a lot. I would never have a surgery that was optional. Elective. Elective. Yeah. And so for me, it's just not an option for me. But like, I feel like, you know, people get plastic surgery and they think that nobody can tell. Yeah, That's but- the thing is like, do you think? it 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 it's hilarious to me like these people try and get and i don't know why she is because she's very young but like people try to do it to look younger or to you know whatever but i'm like it just makes you look like you had plastic surgery the nose thing everything like you just look like you've had plastic surgery yeah she does she looks like the cat lady almost like she's already getting to that place versus her sister I don't the know if she lips. better plastic surgery or if she hasn't gotten plastic surgery, but her no, sister looks sister so much better. No, the sister has too. The yeah. sister has too because look at, and you can tell just because like, what did you inherit from your parents then? Because you guys look so similar to each other, but nothing like your parents. Yeah. They have yeah. none of their parents' features. It's so weird that they like these two like Instagram, you know, slaves basically came from these like very normal you know, seemingly not particularly vain, you know, parents. It's just, you can't, you just, I just can't see it. They did something wrong though. Like who yeah, has they have kids to. who like decide I'm never going to work. Yeah. And by Instagram slaves, I mean, they've, they've enslaved themselves to the idea of looking perfect and beautiful all the time and, and, and working so hard and putting probably all their time and energy into that and they have these parents who are like i don't know they're just so normal they're low key is what they are they're very low maintenance they don't seem like they're 
particularly vain themselves. No, not by at all. any stretch of the imagination. And they have these girls who are just like these entitled little brats. Yeah, I, I'm happy to watch them, um, but I mm-hmm. have absolutely no hope for Jasmine and Blake. I hope they come back. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I see like him using it and her using it as a platform for their, you know, very differing interests, I might add. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I thought that the reunion episode was pretty disappointing really nothing happened nothing yeah. was revealed i agree um so we can probably move on from that but i'm very excited okay. to discuss before the 90 days yeah so let's talk about before the 90 days we have some very interesting new characters very um let's see who should we start with should we start um, with ed ed and oh, rose rosemary Oof, this guy looks like the human incarnation of Jabba the Hutt, and I say that with love. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. He has no chin. Where is his chin? I think it's a, I mean, it's obviously like a genetic thing. You don't think that's just like his... No, I think he has a genetic disorder. Almost like a, like a, like a, almost like a dwarfism style? Yeah. Well, he is also very short. And actually, I think in a... Is it a, is the definition of a little person like an adult under four foot actually, and he's four eleven, so he's not even close to being a little person in that case. Yeah, he's but he's he's incredibly short. Um, I think he does have some kind of um, developmental thing. I felt like he talked about it in the first episode, but I can't. No, remember I now. don't think so because I was really listening for that kind of a thing. Although sometimes yeah. you get like footage that I don't get. Yeah, I don't know. I I felt like it was, but I do believe there is something. Um, I feel so sorry for him. I mean, he's so insecure. But you know what pisses me off is his fucking marriage ended because he cheated. I know. It's like, dude, what were you doing? And it's probably he did it out of insecurity and this and the other. And God knows what that marriage was like. But it's like, you know, know. it's not like his first wife left him because he had no chin. You know, You're not be helping up. yourself. No, man. Like, you had a relationship. You had a woman who wanted to be with you, who gave you a beautiful child. And you, like, you know, you're Blew unfaithful. It. And I'm not trying to judge him. It just makes him so much less sympathetic. The fact that he's yeah. single and he can't get anyone to go out with him who isn't in the Philippines and this, that, and the other. I'm like, dude, you fucking blew it. Yeah, I agree. That was stupid. I was mad about that, too. I remember thinking just like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. But I do feel sorry for him. I mean, I definitely feel sorry for him. I definitely think Rosemary is a scammer. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially now that her sister's asking for money. That was rough. And it was so, it was so poorly executed too. Like they are, they are talentless scammers on top of it. Yeah. And I don't think he's loaded. No, hell no. Although he does have two jobs. And I, I can't imagine he has too many expenses. Like, I think his daughter is over 18. Yeah. Actually, I think she's like 28 or something. So, she, you know, yeah, he's not paying child older. support. No, no, no. Um, but I think he's used to just taking care of himself. Yeah. I mean, and then again, it's also only been three months. So this is one of those annoying ones where it's like just complete bullshit. And it's sort of it's it's everything's being done prematurely, you know. Which mm-hmm. is fun, kind of, but I think they could probably use a little bit less screen time because they're yeah. just not legitimate. Yeah. So I'm just not very uh, invested. Yeah, I'm not either, and I just feel like it's going to... That one, and you know what else is going to be a total loser? Yolanda hmm. and Williams. Oh, my God. 
especially after this last episode with this. I'm but, you know, this one's really sad. I mean, this is someone who's just a widow. And, you know, and she said something. she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She said that her husband went to prison six years ago. I know. And it's then died some, sometime after that. So it's like she has, she can't have been a widow for that long. Um, yeah. And she's just vulnerable and she's been taken advantage of by this douche. I bet you he is a total catfish. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, of the whole video. My thing. phone is broken. Yeah. Whatever. I loved her kids are like, yeah, you know what happens when my phone's broken? I get another phone. <laughs> I think that they probably are not being hard enough on her. Well, I think she turned on the waterworks and they just like backed off. And I'm like, no, there's six of you. You can totally talk some sense into this idiot. Well, but also like, I think they, I think she's an amazing mom. She takes care of all of them. Yeah. She was utterly faithful to their father who I mean got into prison um, they love her very much and I think they were starting to be hard on her until she was like look I just want to be happy let me believe in this I think part of her probably knows this could be a catfish I think a lot of her knows yeah so she's just kind of like she's enjoying me... the ride I think yeah she's like kind of let me enjoy this I'm glad her daughter's going to go with her um so that she can spend time in London with somebody. Um, but yeah, that's just going to be a bad situation. Yeah, I feel really sorry for her. I mean, I, I am glad that the daughter's going. So, you know, maybe maybe they can just sort of have a vacation at that point. Yeah. Um, but I'm very, I mean, she's not going to be in danger. But, no. you know, in real life, if this was happening, I would be worried about her safety. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's on a show, so she's fine. Even with her daughter. Like, you don't go meet some shadowy figure in another country that you've never been to. She's never even been to another country. Yeah. I mean, what what does he want from her? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's shady. I bet best. you he's not even going to show up, by the way. So I'll lay some money down on that one. We couldn't even figure out, like, what, what airport. Exactly. Because he doesn't fucking live there. Yeah, I it's... bet you. I bet you everything that he lives in whatever his actual country is, which is not England. He does not have an English accent. She's a moron. Yeah. I read someone online who said that he has a Nigerian accent, which I can't really detect what it is specifically. It just is mm-hmm. not an English accent. Yeah, and, and he I, was I, you know, like, just always like, "Well, let me call you back and tell you what the." Uh, um, yeah, he has to, like, Google. Airport is. He's like, I gotta go figure it out. It's just so sad. Like, it she's just terrible. this miserable, lonely widow. And she's I just know. getting taken in by this guy. Like, it, it, this, is, this is a little dark for me. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like um, it. Let's see. Who else? There's Avery and Ash. Oh, yeah. This is just one of those things that's doomed to fail. She's beautiful. I think she's, she's gorgeous. Very pretty. And they both have children. Yeah, um, he has one. She has two. Does she have two? She has two. So she has an older kid who I think was from a marriage. And then her second kid oh. was actually just like a casual boyfriend. And she said she had an IUD. And oh, this is the right. second person. I don't know if it's on 90 Day or I've seen someone else very recently. Do you know who I'm talking about? Because you probably have seen this show, whatever it is. This woman got pregnant with an IUD on another show. Huh. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It's not important. but So that kind of freaks me out because normally I use an IUD mm-hmm. as my contraceptive choice. So that's concerning. But anyway, um, 
she just, you know, I don't think it was very serious. And I, I think what's sad about it is that, you know, she got pregnant and then she wanted to go make it work with this guy and then it just didn't. Mm-hmm. So she had like uprooted her whole life. She had moved to wherever he was. Yeah. And then she just had to like come back and now she has a, another kid and she's a single mother sort of times two. Mm-hmm. So I think for her, she's like a very, very, you know, less vulnerable version of what's her name. Um, from Vegas where she just like kind of needs someone. She needs a partner. She needs a man. She thinks. And, um, you know, this guy is literally just sort of swooping in and saying all the right things. Now, what I don't know is what he's in it for. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Australia is a nice place. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he's, I, I don't know. Maybe he just really likes her. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's scamming her, but then in that case, like, why is she so worried that he's sort of saying all the right things, you know? Is it just because she thinks that maybe their relationship is going to end up not having, like, a real foundation and it's more based on, It could you know, be. Because, I don't you know, know, if you think about it, she would be, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, and whenever there are children involved, it's a huge endeavor, right? Because somebody's going to have to move. Well, that's and- the problem. And him saying that, like, his ex-wife would be totally fine with him just taking their son to the United States was insane to me and I thought that yeah the what's her name again Avery Avery's response of like well I need to talk to her about this was 100% appropriate because you absolutely cannot trust anybody at their word about something so frankly preposterous you know they don't live in a third world country where she's like, oh, we don't have clean water here, so take him to America. Like, we live in fucking Australia. Like, why but would she be even, okay with that? Even the Russian lady, Sasha's person's like, you're not fucking taking my kid to America. No. It's just insane. That That's what really gives me pause. Yeah. I'm like, something weird is going on here. Which, it gave her pause, too, which is good. Because she's just like, mm, I don't know. This is shady. Because she's like, if somebody were going to take my kid... I would be like, Wait, you wouldn't allow it. What? Yeah. I mean, I I always think it's shady, and I've heard this happen in my social circle. I always find it very shady, and I always wonder about the guy when he and I, this happens a few times to me, where you know I'll I'll meet like another couple, and the guy and they're you know the guy's divorced, and he'll say, oh yeah, my ex wife didn't want to be a mother. So she was always out and about and she didn't take care of the kid and I had to pick up all the slack and now we're divorced and she barely even wants custody. I never believe those guys. I just don't. And I mean, maybe you have some interesting counter experience, but I always think that something shady is going on when men claim that their ex-partner, female ex-partners don't want to take care of their children. I simply don't believe it as a mother. I just did a case with that. Yeah. So, but isn't it the exception that proves the rule? Would you, would you possibly acknowledge yeah, I mean, she, this, this particular person. I'm not saying it never happens. No, no, no. It, it's, it's, was, it's weird for me when this particular individual is going to another country for two months and um, has never had a lot of time with children. And they're little. They're like four and six. And yeah, yeah. Does it really? No, I know it's. It is weird though. When at first, when I first spoke with the husband, and he told me that custody is not going to be an issue, I was like, "Oh well, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see about that." Yeah, and it wasn't. It was very, very obvious to me that 
she was super okay with him having all the custody. And it seemed very strange. It's extremely strange. I just, I think that it, it's the exceptional I mother who has some weird shit going on in herself yeah. Yeah. that makes her maybe feel like unworthy of mothering her children. As opposed to what I hear from these guys, you know, where the suggestion is that the woman is like basically a viper. You know, right. Who never should have had kids. I'm like, fuck you. Like, there's it's no way. It's not that. It's not. And for no, sure. it's never case, that. It's not that. It's more that for this particular case, I think being a mother has been an overwhelming experience yeah. for her. And you worry and so, that you're not good enough. Because I worry every fucking day that I'm not good enough as a yeah, mother. You know? And I think for her, it it is incredibly overwhelming to parent the children that she has. And so... She's chosen to let him take the lead on that, which is fine. Um, but it is rare. I don't see very often at all where no. that's the case. This might be one of the very few cases I've ever seen where that's been um, the case. Okay, your sound just did something weird. Oh, it did? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, perfectly. Okay, okay good. Um, well, that's why I'm worried about Ash because he just sounds like one of these guys to me where I'm like, no, you're this, this probably isn't true. Now he's alleging that he's going to get Avery together with Dion or whatever her name is. So, you know, in that sense, he's at least pretending not to hide anything, but we'll see if that actually happens. I right. doubt it will. Yeah. That seems odd. So I'm worried about them. I'm worried because she has kids. Um, it seems a little bit like a, or very similar actually, to a John and what's-her-name situation. Um, not Ashley. What is her name? You know, John and um, the English guy who was, like, getting in all those fights. Oh, Rachel? Rachel. It seems yeah. like that, where it's like she's just desperate because she's yeah. a single mom and, you know, she's just, like, barking up the wrong tree yeah now ash is really cute he's really 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 handsome he you is. know and he's not just a bodybuilder like sasha he's like a bodybuilder slash you know he's interested in he's a relationship coach yeah he's a relationship coach exactly yeah which is so. why she worries that he's just telling her what she wants to hear yeah exactly um and he might be i don't know um, let's see. Then we have, who else is there? We have, gosh, um, I'm like blanking on everybody. Yeah. Um, oh, we have Lisa and Usman. Oh, please. God, they're just another freaking Michael and Angela. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, this, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And she's so grotesque. Like, just the way she talks about him and the way she's really... I mean, she's shallow. Yeah, I just... God, these people are just so dumb. I'm getting annoyed with all the dumb people. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm a little disappointed in this season because there's no one that I can relate to on any level. Yeah. It's a little bit frustrating. It doesn't... And I'm mad about fucking... Why did they bring Darcy back? Yeah, that was absolutely just idiotic and so transparent and you know she's clearly not with tom 
She and Stacy look terrible, and I say that with love. They always have, though. I no, just, they look so much worse. Like they I look so puffy and. Whoa! It's, Hello. Sorry, my yeah, my oh, okay, um, it's you. My freaking microphone. Like I don't know. Anyway, the wire is being weird, but um, I I can't believe they're back. I'm so annoyed that they're back. I mean, I like them as people. I think they're like sweet girls. You know, they're clearly horribly misguided. I, and pretty I much think they're getting everything. their own show. Okay, but then why are they here? Like, we already know. know who they are. We don't need a refresher course. I know. They're just so sad and pathetic. Yeah, they are. They're like a lot of the moms that I used to know, the divorced moms I knew back in Jersey when I was growing up. Like, there were a lot of women like this. Ugh. It's just... Ugh. Yeah. So, I don't know. The whole Tom getting a makeover thing is also very annoying it's like you know that shows how shallow he is like he has to look good because now he's on tv and he has to look like some kind of ladies man you know he seemed like a nice guy at the beginning of last season and now he's just you know he's getting the reality tv treatment and it's just Mm -hmm. it's annoying to watch yeah i i don't even know why he's back on he doesn't like her I want I want to know what's going on with Avery and Omar. That's who I would I like know. to catch up with. I know. I don't know why they don't bring them on. Well, I guess they're not before but the probably nothing. Because there's nothing going on. Well, I think they moved to Lebanon. Did they? I think so. I think they moved to Lebanon. Okay. Which makes some sense because Lebanon will let some Syrians in. Right. What's and then Americans met? can go to Lebanon pretty easily. I don't know if Americans can go to live in Lebanon that easily. I don't know. I could ask my in-laws. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how the season goes. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely like, the problem is they're, they're all playing against the odds. That's what I don't yeah. like. Like, there's nobody that you're like, yeah, maybe. They're all like completely ridiculous. Oh, we forgot that guy. Um, Jeffrey and Vardia. Okay. Is he gay? No, he I don't. seems very gay to me. And again, I say that with love. He's been married twice. I know, but you know. No, I know. I don't. I don't think he's Especially gay. Especially he lives in the south. You know. I don't. And think he goes he's... on and on about how manly he is. Yeah, I don't think he's gay. I felt horrible for him when he shared yeah, his course. story about his son. That's yeah, that was devastating. I can't even imagine. I can't even. I don't even want to think about that. Um. I think she's beautiful. I think he's handsome. I actually had the most hope for them when I was looking initially at all the couples and thinking, oh, they might actually make it work because she's like career driven. But when I remember when he was talking to some one of his friends and I was thinking, you know, they have a point because she's like this career driven person living in a big city. Why does she want to go to Knoxville? And it kind of made sense, you know, because it's not like she's struggling in, in um, Moscow or in, yeah, in Moscow, in Russia. It's not like she's one of those strong. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were saying she's, we don't, we don't know whether she's struggling. No, but I mean, she's like a person, she's a radio personality. She's kind of like a sort of a celeb. She's like living in a big city. She doesn't seem like somebody who's like, oh, take me away and take me to Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, I disagree. Like, 
I don't know. I don't think I she's disagree. I think people. she has no idea what Knoxville, Tennessee is like. I barely know what Knoxville, Tennessee is like. And I've been there. And I'm from mm-hmm. America. You know, I think she probably is struggling and is, you know, trying to hitch a ride to a better life. I mean, 100%. And I thought it was really funny how that Russian lady was so tough on her, you know, just like, there's no way, you know, she's totally using you. This is what Russian women do. Did it? I thought that was, I don't know. I thought that was pretty telling. Yeah. I got, yeah. (laughs) I just don't see her as like a a Natasha. You mean, I think you're thinking of the one who was with Caesar. Natalie. I, I see. I compare her to the one who was with Caesar. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah, no, Maria. Yeah, that was rough. That was totally rough. She was just... <laughs> that was bad. And I think that's it. For that. Yes. Um, do you want, do you, Are you up on Sister Wives? I can do Sister Wives, yes. Okay. <laughs> sister me. Wives has been pretty great this season. It has I've been, been really pretty enjoying great. It. Um... I, I, I'm very, I'm, I've got a few major issues I want to suss out. One is what's going on with Cody? Like he, he really seems like he's not happy anymore in his plural marriage. And I wonder if it's just because he finally like looked around and the women looked around and realized that they outnumber him (laughs) and they can just like do whatever the fuck they want. You know, like if they kind of reached that point in their lives and in, the course of their marriages with him and with each other that they're like, Oh, actually, you know, we don't need to sort of cater to this man. Like he's stuck with us. Well, I think that's part, part of it is they they're growing. Right. And so they're not, they, I think what may have begun as a more traditional plural marriage situation has for sure evolved. And I think living in Vegas and that cul-de-sac didn't help him any, because now they've become even more independent and more, you know, it's almost like as audited as, as it is, it's almost like they're all um, like ex-wives. <laughs> you know what I mean? In yes. a weird way, they're all like Cody's ex-wives sort of like living in the same property or near each other, but they're all ex-wives, you know, it's like all Sarah and Julie and Julianne. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm getting that vibe now, and it's very, you know, maybe it's just because I skipped Hello, a few seasons. There's... Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you Maybe it's because I skipped a few seasons. I skipped, like, maybe two. So weird. Okay, are you now? Hey, y'all, I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. I really don't know what's going on. All right, I'm here. Are you here? You're here. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Um, okay, well, let's try and do see what we can figure out. So, Sister Wives. Yeah, so he just seems really unhappy now, and I'm wondering if it's because I missed a couple of seasons, you know? Um, maybe. I, you know, but I, I've been watching fairly consistently. I think he's not happy with Mary. Um, and I think Mary's not really happy either, but she's, this is kind of like all she has since she and Mariah have sort of like drifted apart and Mariah Mariah has her own life. Like the, this is her only family really. It's really sad. It's like, nobody wants to be around Mary. Like, it makes me wonder 
how toxic of a person she might actually be. Right. Well, like, she's like, oh, we can all meet at my house because I have this huge house and nobody's there. And everybody's like, anyway, so. That was um, so awkward. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so terrible. I mean, she must be really shitty, though, because these are really nice people, especially Robin. Does just... Cody even live that with her anymore? Does he even go to her house? I doubt That's it. my curiosity. Like, I doubt does it. he even go spend time with her? Because that's. Well, Weird. maybe he does, but he doesn't sleep in the room with her. Yeah, because that would be that. I don't even know. Um, and they're also at such different stages, which has got to be so weird. Like he and Janelle yeah. are at the grandparent stage. Um, totally, you're so right. And he and Robin have somehow met, and it's so sad because I feel like in a in a sort of monogamous world he and Robin would have just gotten married and just been very happy together forever. You know, I feel like the other wives are like ruining Cody's really good marriage with Robin. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, it's almost like he's had um, the Michael relation. Like he, he kept Sarah, you know, yeah. he's kept Sarah. He's kept, now he's got Julianne, you know, the younger model. Um, it's, it's like, you know, when you break up, you don't actually break up. You just keep adding more people. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah. and he really doesn't have bizarre. active. I think he doesn't have active love relationships with any of the other wives except Christina, Christine. But I think it's actually all on her side. Yeah, like she's in love with him, but he's not in love with her. Yeah, he and Janelle are mostly just like grandparent friends. Yeah, they're partners. I mean, I don't think they were ever anything more than partners. I think he married her because she's like a workhorse. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just very bizarre. They're just all coexisting and I get why um I don't know I I get why Christine doesn't want to live in one big house no I think that's totally fucked up I think she she's completely like holding four other people hostage because she's having a shit fit about the life that she actually lives with them like she's saying to them oh I want to maintain this plural marriage but I don't actually want to do it in the way that we all agreed to do it because I've decided that I'd like to have my own definition of it you she doesn't have the no but they well they do they've been living their own definition of it for the past however many years they were in vegas yeah but that's over now like you got to roll with the punches and they didn't do it just because christine didn't want to live in one house they did it because that was like the you know financially reasonable thing to do and all the kids were still at home and yada 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 i mean it was a different situation yeah but what i'm saying is they agreed to a certain lifestyle and they agreed they were all living in one house in the beginning but mm-hmm. then they they changed they changed that agreement. Cody changed that agreement, and he had them all living in four different places in this cul-de-sac. Um, and I mean, Christine has even said, you know, I became my own person in the in my own house, and I liked who I have become, being independent from these other people. I think for Christine too, I remember those early seasons yeah. when they lived in that big house, and she was the caregiver. Janelle got to leave every day and go to work. She didn't have to worry about making kids lunch and making dinners and doing all that because Christine front-loaded everything. I completely, completely understand why she feels the way that she does. I just don't think she actually has veto power. And she's well, exercising a power that she doesn't have within the family I think structure. That, but I think the family structure, what I'm saying is I think it has changed now that now they do have a voice because it's you know he's kind of 
he's mad about it, but he's kind of given them a voice. He said, okay, you guys go talk about it and come back to me. Yeah, and but they she's did. not just vetoing Cody. She's vetoing Janelle and poisoning Robin. And frankly, Mary doesn't have veto power over anything. So she's also exercising a power that another sister wife simply clearly does not have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that... Um... Like, Janelle wants to do this. Janelle's not exercising veto power because she's thinking about the greater good of the family. Christine's only thinking about herself, which I don't think there's any room for that, frankly, in any marriage and certainly not in a plural marriage. But they're allowing her to do it. I know. I don't think they should. That's my whole point. I think that they've really set up a ridiculous situation here where she had veto power and, you know, she's completely outnumbered. Like, there's no way that if you did an actual vote, she would win this. Like, they would be in all, all in one house if they simply took a vote. Yeah. you have Cody and you have Janelle. You know, Robin easily could have been brought over to that side. I just think that they don't have a traditional plural marriage in any way, shape, or form anymore like they did in the beginning. I mean, but this doesn't... I don't doesn't... think she should be chained and enslaved to this family. I just think that if she doesn't want to do what everybody else in the family wants to do, she should just leave. She shouldn't exercise veto power and make it. I guess so, but miserable. I... I don't know that anyone besides Janelle has really voiced that they all want to live in one house. Well, Cody does. Yeah, but none of the other women. I haven't heard Robin say that, and I haven't heard Robin Mary said say she anything. she was very interested. Robin was very interested, and she. I agreed completely with Cody when he said that Christine never gave it any real consideration, and she poisoned at least Robin against the idea. I agree completely with him. I, I'm, I bet you this is going to hurt their marriage. Like, because she did this to him. Um, maybe, but I mean, quite frankly, the way he built that house was totally wrong, too. Like, Yeah, but they could have changed it. I'm, I have no mm. doubt that he would have been very open. And he said he was. This was just, just drafting, you know. Mm-hmm. They could have been like, oh, we want such and such more square feet here, here, and here. And he would have done it, you know, to get his dream. And I also think that even though normally I would never say that the man in this case should have more of a vote than any of his individual wives. I think in this particular case, he actually should because he's the one who's, who's bearing the onus of actually having to travel. So like to him, it absolutely matters whether he sees all of his kids in a given day. Like that's so important. I'm surprised that's not more important to the women. I have to say though, this is the only issue in which a wife has had any sort of semblance of veto power i mean none of them wanted to move to vegas they Mm. moved to vegas none of them wanted to move to flagstaff and now they're in flagstaff like he has really controlled every decision that that family has made yeah maybe this is like backlash and now she's kind of like for the first time is when i've actually seen her this is the first time I've seen anybody really stand up to him where it has made some sort of impact. Because quite frankly, I, you know, they may all like talk out against him, but ultimately they end up doing what he wants anyway. And I'm not sure that this isn't going to happen the way he wants it anyway, too. Um, yeah. But this yeah, seems to be true. the first time that they're actually like, you know, we're, we're like Christine has actually really strongly, adamantly been like, I'm not backing down from this fight. Like, I think she has every other time. Nobody has been happy with any of the moves. Well, but, okay, so I think we're having 
we're we're having a distinction without a difference here between you and me. Okay. I have no problem with the fact that she doesn't want to do it. No yeah. problem at all. Right. I have a big problem with the fact that she's saying because I don't want to do it, we are not going to do it. I think it right. should have been more of a okay, what he tried to do, which is like a balanced, almost like an arm's length negotiation. She wouldn't even come to the table. I think that's right. fucked up. That's what I meant by veto power. I don't right. think that's right. No, she but needed I- to come to the table. I guess so. And I think that the problem that I have seen is that it's always been Cody who has been the strong arm and who has never really entertained anybody else's opinion on anything. And so this is the first time that he's actually listened to what one of them has said when they've really felt strongly that they didn't want to do it. Um, because I don't think, I mean, I think they've all expressed that they didn't want to move. They didn't want to move. They didn't want to move. And now they've moved like three or four times and it's really all been driven by Cody. I mean, did Mary ever get her B and B or her bed, bed and breakfast place? I believe her, like her mother runs it. Or something. Oh, okay. So she's her finally... sister. Yeah. I think that she didn't get what she initially anticipated, which was her running it. But mm-hmm. I do think that it's back in her sort of ownership. I mean, the whole Mary thing is is the place where this show goes off the rails because she has imploded and they just haven't shown us what's really going on. And that's messed up. Like, that's that's these... If, if we really knew what was going on in Toto with that family, we would say literally 70 to 80% of the airtime should just be given to what the fuck is going on with Mary. And they're hiding it. They're not willing to put it out there and that always annoys me on a reality show when they want to hold stuff back, stuff that's really, really important. And it creates all these other questions. Like you and I are having this discussion about Christine and her sort of role in the family. Well, we also have to consider the other wives and we're just completely missing any real accurate picture of where Mary fits into this family. Mm-hmm. And that's messed up. Like they shouldn't be on the show if they, they shouldn't have a show if they are really going to only paint like half the picture it's just so god it's just so like awkward the whole thing is just so so awkward awkward with her it's like why is she doing this to herself like is it you know she's not even legally married to him anymore like just leave already but i i just feel like she's so so sad i hate to say it but i think she might be in it for the show yeah i mean they're probably getting money i mean i think they all not just money but just like the fame thing and what else does she have other than she's like a D-list celebrity? She doesn't even have that anymore if she leaves. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I think that's what it really is. And also there are children and, you know. And I think she's close to the other children. I mean, I think that, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's sad for her, I, especially Robin's kids. I think she's closest probably to them. Yeah, I think the only reason she and Robin have a relationship is because Robin is so giving and so forgiving. Well, and Mary was the one who brought her in. Yeah, but I think that, you know, you know, Mary showed her true colors relatively soon after that. She's whatever she is. She has, you know, whatever level of toxicity mm-hmm. and inability to get along. And Robin really, like, puts up with her mm-hmm. out of kindness. And I think Robin's, like, the sweetest person ever. Yeah. And like I said, I think that in the perfect world, she would just be married to Cody. But that's yeah. not their belief system. I mean, their belief system requires this. I know. And that, that also is why I think that they, the Christine thing is fucked up. Because it's like, you know, if, if they're 
eternal salvation rests on them being one family and being together and learning how to live together for eternity, then why not start with a shared house that's like 17,000 square feet where you have your own apartment? Like if she can't make that, and that's what Cody's saying. He's like, if we can't make this work with this much like money and this much space, like fuck the trailer. I mean, I get that. But if we can't do this, like, what are we really doing here? She's drawing the whole thing into sort of jeopardy and question. And I just, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so selfish. And I think that, you know, 25 years into a plural marriage, you shouldn't be that fucking selfish anymore. Yeah, I think I, I, it's really, I think that they've just had to really evolve with themselves because I think they've their their definition of plural marriage has changed so dramatically over the years and it's continuing to evolve and mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me I think it's hard for them. Right. I I just don't think it fits in any sort of like I mean even Robin was saying with the house that Cody had built he has his own space which is not how it works in a plural marriage. It's not really his own space. It's a living room where everybody would be coming in and out all the time. Yeah, but he has a loft area and he has um, a kitchen area. He's got his own like bed. I mean, he had his own... Yeah, he had a loft area that was Okay, I didn't realize he had built himself a bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was just the living room, the main living room and kitchen, like the great room. No. The attached kitchen. And the great room was still not... I agreed with Mary. That great room is not going to fit all those people. I think he absolutely would have made changes. Yeah, he had to. There's no way. If that that was all that was standing, I mean, there's no way. They haven't even built it yet. Who gives a shit how big the great room is? Well, I don't understand why there can't be, like, some sort of compromise. Like, why does he have to make these four or five homes? homes like so like far away from each other why can't he just build like it seems like a zoning issue you know uh, i i i got the yeah maybe about like the plat or i don't think that's his decision at all i mean i Mm -hmm. think it's like the necessities of the way the land is situated and stuff i mean you have to have sewer line and all this stuff like god knows well then they were also talking about like i mean just the like um passing it on to your children like that is yeah that's a huge problem yeah that's a huge issue that and the resale value are huge problems but that's not christine's problem with it no i know it's just an additional problem with it it is a huge problem i mean i don't know what you do with a house like that um basically when any of them dies and they were right to bring that up that issue of like especially cody dying he's probably going to be the first to go Mm-hmm. And it's like, at that point, what are they doing? I mean, I guess they all could live out the rest of their lives sort of in their individual apartments or whatever. But at that point, you know, I truly have no idea what you would do other than maybe you could turn it into a hotel. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. And I guess that they showed in the preview for next episode that his uh, some lawyers alleging that the land is worth a lot of money. So in that case, it really doesn't matter what structure is already there. Right, because the you'd sell it and they can Yeah, you'd sell it and they can out. knock it down or do whatever. So it's not... <coughs> if it, I hope it is worth a lot of money, the land. I mean, that would, that would have made this whole thing more prudent than it currently appears. I mean, the way that they just, like, flew by the seat of their pants out of Vegas is so insane to me. But see, that's him. Like I know it is. And he just makes but like, these how did Janelle decisions. do that? Like, she's, like, the voice of reason, and she's the money person, and she's a I fucking real estate agent, and she had no idea that trying to sell luxury homes in the middle of nowhere, Las Vegas, four at a time was going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah, I don't know. That's 
kind I of just thought it was crazy to have that many kids. I mean, my husband and I are so goddamn conservative with our money. It's ridiculous, you know, and I'm glad he does it. And he's just like, very, I know your husband's like this too, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, and, and you, and you only have three kids and I only have two, but like to have that many kids and that many wives and that much, many mortgages and yeah, to, like make a move like that. So suddenly and so unnecessarily is, and I'd be on all these rentals and moving in. And it's just, it seems like they did it in the least efficient way possible. They do everything in the least efficient way possible. Maybe I when mean, you have that many people, you have to just like fly by the seat of your pants a little bit, you know, and like give up yeah. control a little bit, you know. I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what it's like to move that much of a sort of structure, family structure around. And I don't mm-hmm. know complicated i did think it was weird that the older kids seem like they don't want to go to flagstaff it's like who cares like what's the difference what's the big deal like you know they're it's not like they all live in vegas like what's her name lives in utah right so what does she care if she's flying home to vegas or flagstaff oh oh you mean like the old yeah 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 like they all seem to be staging this rebellion except maddie Maddie just needs help with her babies so she's like coming home yeah I don't know I don't know I mean I I, yeah I really don't know because like for me it would be weird to like if my parents just like moved out of their house and moved to like Colorado it's funny you say that my parents wanted to do that like relatively recently they were seriously considering moving and um, I think the reason that they didn't is because they wouldn't have seen me and my sister and our kids as much. You know, it was just like, well, you kind of have to be where we are if you. But that's because we have little kids. So it's not easy for us to, like, go and, you know, visit and everything like that. But mm-hmm. it's funny. I'm wondering what it's going to be like when I'm older, if my kids, like, move away, like, if I'm going to follow them or what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know I, I actually really don't know. We probably will just stay here forever and let them stay well, here. Well, now that you've renovated your house so beautifully, you should probably stick it out. Well, I told Chris, I told my husband, I said, you, we just need to make a lot more money and then we'll just start buying smaller properties in Alameda so that oh, yeah. our, each of our kids has a house and they'll want to at least come back here for a little while. <laughs> I bet you they will. Chris is like, so nice. yeah. Well, otherwise, how can they come back here? It's so expensive. It's so ridiculous. So it's like, we're just going to have to buy the houses. Chris is like, yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) We'll just buy four houses. Yeah, that's reasonable. (laughs) That makes total sense. And you can renovate them all too. (laughs) That'll be fun. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It could just be like one of those kind of things where they're like, uh, we really liked Utah. We really liked going, or not Utah, Vegas. Vegas. We really liked going to Vegas. Yeah, we'll see. I think they'll get over it, especially like once they're like really settled properly in Flagstaff. I think that that'll dissipate. Mm-hmm. I I want to know what's going on with Logan. It feels like he's just straight up not on the show anymore. Yeah, he pub. I mean, I think it's really interesting how all of those kids have kind of decided we're not going to do polygamy. Yeah, so many of them. I don't know anybody. I remember Mariah being like, I'm totally going to be a polyg- in a polygamous marriage. But I think that was when she was really struggling for oh, definitely who, who, with her what she, yeah, who she was and not really understanding how she could even be married because she wasn't, you know, she was gay. 
And yeah, I think she was just covering over. She was just trying to figure herself out. And so I think yeah. that's why she's like, no, I, why would I want to be married to one man, you know? Um, but I think it's interesting now that she's, she's not into that. <laughs> you know, nobody really seems to be following in that path. Yeah, I guess there's literally no one. Even Maddie, who sort of comes across as the most, I don't even know what the word is, but traditional of mm-hmm. them. And she's, oh, yeah, she's yeah, like, no. Totally monogamous. But I also think it's one of those things where you grow up watching your parents do something and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to do exactly the opposite of that because right. that does not look fun. And I do think plural marriage is probably so hard yeah. that um, if you were in it you know, as a child, you'd be like, no. if you had a choice you know well it's curious because you would think that I I wonder if they feel sort of like what have we done wrong here that our kids don't like this lifestyle because they have followed into the polygamous lifestyle the men too I mean Cody isn't his dad a polygamist so I believe what happened with Cody is that when he was quite old not old, but when he was like 18 or 17 or something, his dad switched from the LDS. And I think because of his mom, his mom led his dad out of LDS mainstream into FLDS. I believe mm. it's called FLDS, um, uh, which is the polygamous sort of sect of Mormonism, if you want to call it. I'm sure mm-hmm. a Mormon would be so angry with what I just said, but I, basically I think that's what happened. Um, and so I think pretty late in his, you could call it his childhood or his early adulthood, Cody suddenly was like confronted. And I think that's why it's been so hard for him and things have been so fluid is because he didn't actually grow up this way. So he didn't okay. have, and neither did Janelle. Janelle wasn't even, Janelle had nothing to do with the polygamist world. She but was Mary formal. did. Mary did. Mary grew up, I believe, in a polygamist household. Christine definitely did. And I don't remember, I think Robin did. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Robin did. I think so too. So it's interesting to me that none of them really are interested. Well, it seems hard as hell. I mean, I'm not interested, especially after seeing. Oh, the show. I'm not interested, but not even for like. I mean, there's so many reasons why I wouldn't be interested, but one of the main ones is like, why would I? Why would I want my husband? Uh, because I'm I'm such a monogamist marriage person that like you know look at how we cringe when somebody has an affair and it's part of it is the betrayal but part of it is like I don't want to know that my husband's sleeping with other women so why we don't have an open relationship you know I mean it's almost like having this open marriage where you're just kind of giving your husband license to have children with other people I cannot tell you how much it would make my skin crawl to even think about my husband being with someone else. Like, no, it's just, and then to have to I have a wretch. relationship with those women? Yeah, like there's just, there's no. absolutely no way. No and thanks. I do think it's like fighting against human nature to do this. And it's like, why? Isn't that just a recipe for disaster? Yeah. Yeah, no, not, no, no thanks. I'm glad that they show us what's going on. I think that's really cool. And quite frankly, I don't have a problem with them. People who want to do it, doing no, it. You know, you know. It's the same I'm thing. Sure I have no problem with people who want to be in an open marriage, having an open marriage. If this is something you both have gone into with an open mind, open agreement, and it's consenting adults, you do you. Like, I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I just know for me, absolutely not. Well, They've had a show for a long time, so I imagine yeah. that this conversation will 
will continue. I know. I just want to see where it where it ends. I mean, I think you know Janelle's happy in it. Christine's happy in it. I think Robin's relatively happy in it. Oh, just, Robin's definitely happy. Mary is just like miserable. Well, Mary, I think finally figured out that she'd be miserable anyway. Yeah. She's but what's like, interesting about? I'll say one more thing, and then I think we can probably let this go. But I think that Mary has decided relatively recently that she wants to have a marriage with Cody. And, and he like doesn't. Too little too late. <laughs> yeah, he's over it. I mean, he's like, I'm done. But there's such like duplicity in the way she's sort of. I don't know. I really don't trust her. I think she might be absolutely terrible. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, and that's why I'm so irritated because it's such a mystery and they're clearly just completely hiding everything that really matters, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, well, then why are we watching you? Like, I don't care that Maddie's having a girl. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, not in a mean way, but. It like... has to come out. Something has to happen. I'm something's got to get. It's just, there's, you know, I mean, well, the producers even asked, like, they were like, so you said. You oh, offered yeah, to, right. you know, you offered to have it at your house, and she's like, "Yep," and they said nothing. It was so I, awkward. I wouldn't be surprised if, at some point, the TLC said to them, like, presented them with an ultimatum, like, "You're not gonna have this show anymore if you don't admit whatever's going on with Mary." Yeah, something has to come out because it's just like it's too obvious to everyone. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. So we'll see. I think that my, I'll just, I'll just say what my belief what my guess is is that mary essentially had an affair mm-hmm. because she was miserable in the marriage mm-hmm. and no one has ever come back from that but because they think that they're like bound for eternity they are simply allowing her to stay in the family they're tolerating her existence yeah yeah and in a big way I mean, she still has that big house. She has like a it's big so house. Weird. She always seems to have the nice fucking house. It's so. But weird. I think it's because they had that big fight about this before. Who cares? Like, be I know. reasonable. I know. I would, you would think, like, like, you that have if to, I had no kids at home. It has to be proportional to the amount of children you have. Like, come on. It has to be. So well, even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so you and when Mariah comes with her her fiance. You guys can have this six-bedroom home. You know, like, it just doesn't make any sense at all. You know, which, by the way, was one of the things that got me so angry about the Christine thing was when she made those comments about how when they were in Lehigh, she had, like, one fewer bedroom or something Mm -hmm. than Janelle did. It seems so clear to me that this whole thing that she's doing now with this veto is wrapped up in just this, like, personal resentment mm-hmm. towards Janelle for having exercised that, like, you know, senior wife thing or whatever the fuck led to that happening, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. And I'm, I just thought that was messed up. Like, it's yeah. so, I think she's very petty. Yeah. I think the I, whole thing is petty. Sure. And I think Cody admitting that, that, like, it really was just about her not wanting to see him with other wives was really brave of him and completely accurate. And again, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be in this kind of, an arrangement if you literally cannot see your husband i'm sure very respectfully walking out of the house to go on a date with the wife another wife like how right. can 20 years in she not be it's not like they're making out in the vestibule they're old they're not making yeah, and they're out fucking old they're gonna go to applebee's at five o'clock like what is so sexy about that i know <laughs> i think that she just has this like fairy tale vision of marriage and of romance and it's completely out of touch with what her actual marriages and she's still unwilling to let that go which i think makes her really childish yeah so i'm sorry to hate on christine and i actually love christine so let me say that 
Yeah. The little post, you know, note. I, I've always loved her. I just think she shouldn't be in this marriage. But I think she really does love it. No, I think she loves him. I think the problem is she fell in love with him and she had an idealistic view of what plural marriage was. So she went along with that. But now she doesn't want the plural marriage anymore. She just wants him. Yeah. Or she just wants to, I, I think they just want to all live as divorcees. <laughs> which is not the, which is not the deal. And he's right to point that out. Anyway, I think we've beaten a dead horse at this point. I know. I agree. I agree. I get Sorry it. guys. Sorry to listen. I mean, I'm, it's good that we're so passionate about it though. Yeah. <laughs> And we are. But, I mean, it's kind of, I think we've talked about this, like, almost as much as we talked about I know. Day, so. But there's not much going on in 90 Day. No, it's, mm. So we'll see. We'll see if it gives us anything. All right. Well, you catch up on uh, Life After Lockup. I will. Yeah, for sure. And then we can add that to our repertoire next week. Something to look forward to. I hope you feel better. Thank you. And um, we'll probably see you sometime this weekend. Definitely. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give us, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.